Welcome to Talk Sustainability with Sandeep. In this channel, we go beyond emotions and focus on corporate sustainability from a practitioner's perspective. We engage in discussions with those who are active on the ground and learn from their experiences. We understand the challenges and nuances of what it takes to deliver sustainability. Our focus is India, but learnings are applicable broadly. I am Sandeep Raghuvanshi and I hope that the resource we are creating would help you in your understanding of how sustainability is being practiced. How much does garment industry actually waste? There are no reliable figures for this, but we know it is a very large number. Waste is generated at nearly every step of a garment life cycle. One of the waste hotspots is the garment production factory. Now, unless the product is designed for zero waste production, you can't avoid cutting scraps and defects. It is estimated that at least 10% of fabric intended for clothing ends up on the cutting room floor. But besides fabrics, there are other kind of material waste also that are generated in a factory floor. To understand this issue better, today we have Prashant Mithare who has long years of experience managing garment factories. Welcome Prashant. But before we delve deeper, could you please tell us how long you have been in the industry and what do you do? Thanks, uh, Sandeep. Okay, uh, I'm in the industry, like garment industry as such, more than 15 years. But before garments, I was with textile industry. So altogether, it's uh, like close to like uh, more than 26 uh, years experience. And I have been handling the N number of factories at a time. Uh, in the industry, like uh, I was, I used to handle like uh, five to seven factories anytime. My background comes from the operation management. Basically, I have done my uh, post graduation in manufacturing management. So after uh, and with a textile engineering background, it's a technical and the managerial uh, part of this. And I've been handling uh, working into different uh, operations, quality, and like last five six years, I'm handling the business. Uh, just. Yeah, all most of the experience in uh, Bangladesh and couple of experience in Mauritius. So if you just kind of give a education of let's say the quantity we talk about, right? So typically in your factories right now that you manage, how many garments are produced per year? Pieces of garments? Uh, well, uh, current currently like uh, we are producing almost close to like uh, 50,000 pieces per day. Per so, day. Yeah, per day 50,000 pieces. So that means like uh, it's close to like uh, uh, it's a large number. To, yeah, it's yeah. a big number. <laughs> big so number. Now, now, when we so just to understand the topic as we were discussing, right? So in this garment production, how big is the problem of waste in the garment garment factory floor? Okay, uh, let's look at this. The basic component is fabric. Even in uh, terms of the cost, almost seventy plus percent of the entire garment manufacturing cost goes into fabric and highest number of waste is also generated in the fabric there are like we have to look into different this thing there is a waste which you can avoid and there is a waste which is inherent in the process like it's it looks very nice to talk like zero waste but in some cases it's really not possible like the way the garment we make we have to first cut the patterns and within the patterns definitely there will be some wastage because when we say a square of a fabric we cut the pattern according to shape the waste will definitely is going to happen but how much we can reduce that is what the saving will come from generally in the cutting 
the uh, whatever like the thumb rule people says if your marker efficiency is 85% what does marker efficiency means if i cut like say 100 square yard of the fabric if i take and i'm i'm consuming 85 square yard into fab, into garment 15 square yard is going as a waste that's considered as good but this is a, just a thumb rule whatever is less if the marker efficiency is 90 it's much better sometimes what happens like we just make the uh, pattern and all and marker efficiency maybe less than even 80 it might be 75 it might be 76 and still it's okay the garment is costed accordingly it's been sold accordingly it's been priced accordingly that's a different aspect but if we concentrate the balance 25 percent is actually is wastage so we pay for that fabric and we don't manufacture like it is not converted into the apparel or it is not converted into the garment and that wastage is charged to the customer it's like it's uh, coming coming to that so that's the biggest waste which we get so the so the it is already priced in a certain amount of waste right now you said that 15 percent would be considered good if you yes. have uh, a marker efficiency at 85 percent that will be considered yeah. good now where would you say the maximum uh, let's say responsibility of getting this efficiency lies is it at the fashion designer stage or is it at the at the factory floor stage okay well it's not at the fashion designer stage uh, I'll, I'll put it this way the fashion designer will design based on the what what is required uh, as per the trend there is there, nobody has a choice on that based on that we get into the different uh, sizes and at the factory level we make the marker at the when we are making the marker the base concentration is the width of the fa uh, fabric now when we are sourcing the fabric when we define the width, everybody should like it's like everybody wants to say what is the base utilization when we go to the textile mill they say okay this is the width we can give we cannot we cannot go below this or we cannot go beyond that so that that is that is where the first thing comes a little bit adjustment into the width of the fabric what we are taking can make a big difference into the consumption the consumption means the marker efficiency so that comes into the first sampling stage at the factory level if we can define that okay Generally, uh, we take the standard width and we say, okay, this is the consumption which is coming and based on the current consumption, the costing is done. And if the cost is acceptable to both the end, okay, let's go ahead. But it's not generally, it's, the part is missing is that we don't try that, okay, why don't we try two, three different widths and see where we can have the best consumption or best marker efficiency. That, that comes the first part. The second part uh, comes is the ratio. Because when we get the order, when we cut the order, we have to cut into certain ratios. And like uh, a small, medium, like one piece of small, two piece of medium, two piece of L, one piece of XL, like that. So the best, uh, uh, what you say, the best combination of those ratio while cutting, that also plays a bigger role. So generally, it's like, okay, the uh, base of the pattern masters and all, they know that generally what we do, we take the small garment and uh, the small size and we take the large size and we club together. The large means Excel, the S and XL we club together, M and L we club together. But many times it happens that like, okay, we don't get to get into the cut order plan. We don't do that planning properly. Then definitely our overall consumption goes up. We don't come into this. Now this is on the planning side. That's marker efficiency. Secondly, what happens when we are laying the fabric, there is a wastage happening on both the, both the end of the fabric. Because when we lay the fabric and we put the marker on that, the both side of the fabric, we have to give uh, leave like at least half inch. 
because otherwise it's cutting and uh, then size size measurement and everything goes so there is the limitation on how much fabric how much yard or how much meter you can lay on the cutting table the factories which are doing the manual marking the wastage will be more because you cannot go for a higher length of the laying but if the if you have the auto spreader and you have the auto cutter we can go for the higher uh, higher the length let's say like generally we say 8 yards 8 yards is a good length for the manual but if you have the auto marker or uh, sorry auto spreader and auto cutter we can go even up to 20 yards 30 yards also so there what happens the number of layers goes down and because the number of layers goes down per roll the wastage at the end of the roll or end of the lay that reduces so that's another another part which we get into the consumption part so these two like cutting is the main where we have the maximum material waste in terms of value in terms of uh, volume also so that's the second thing which comes third third thing which comes is a fabric defect so if if we have there is a standard four point system uh, we have to accept the fabric quality and uh, we say that okay based on that is accepted but sometimes what happens the fabric defects are more then you have to replace those panels after cutting which let's say in a simple uh, let's say t-shirt uh, which is a simple thing we say one is front panel one is back panel and there are two sleeves so if there is any one panel has a defect definitely nobody is going to buy a defective garment so we have to throw this panel and then for that panel we have to do the recutting matching with the shades and everything so that, that is where we get uh, the those panels are the waste so we get uh, additional wastes there the third thing which comes the fabric length is not constant because wherever there is a defect in the fabric the fabric is cut there so length of the roll varies and if we have the mark, uh, like the uh, layer which we do let's say 8 yards and the roll is over and we it is left with 3 yards or 4 yards we can't do anything out of it it might be kept to replace some panels but otherwise that's that's just to throw or we can use to like uh, covering the some machines or those kind of things so these are the practical uh, additional waste which gets added so in this case in cutting like we cannot say like okay eliminate those waste but definitely if we have the proper uh, planning into the sample making that okay consider the weight of the fabric which can gives the best uh, marker efficiency try to get the marker efficiency like which is close to 100 definitely 100 is not possible close to 100 i have seen the best is like 89 89 uh, yeah 89 90 i have seen the best but again depends on the product depend on the style try to get into the automation in the cutting uh, get away from the manual operations so that reduces because more more you handle manual operations more will be the waste third ensure the fabric quality is good if we have these these three things the lot of waste can be controlled now so it is definitely a significant part and from what i hear from you there are lot of things that production manager can in fact do right uh, yeah. from the capex as well as from the opex plannings the operational plannings to reduce this waste now what typically what is the percentage of the fabric cost that goes into the overall cost of a factory to get an understanding and basic estimate of what kind of savings are possible not only for reducing the waste but also for the benefit of the factory itself yeah so see it's like i can say the fabric uh, as a whole it will go almost up to like uh, 10% of the our total garment costing goes into the fabric and if we say like overall as a it goes to 60 65% as a overall garment factory cost it's a huge 
and most of the things of like i i always use the word don't abuse the fabric because that is where everything lies you save the fabric and you can produce more garment you can we can do the extra excess shipment you know like it's like excess shipment is like this suppose we we book order for 100 pieces the costing is generally done for 102 pieces the 2% is always considered as a waste so if we can save the fabric and we can make let's say one one piece more that one piece we are not earning the margin we are earning the fob because the every all the material is already costed as a free so that that particular garment is free of cost we, we produce free of cost and we are selling it at the full cost, uh, full price so that's that's where it's very important so like you know uh, the fabric overall even if you consider 70% 75% of the garment cost or you consider 60% of the factory cost whatever way that's where like always respect the fabric don't abuse so okay. when you say when you say that it is generally priced for 102 garments so 2% is that from the quality defects or that includes the wastage uh, from the fabric because as you said that almost 15% is industry standard which is already part of the costing so this mm. 2% that you are talking about extra that is from the finished product or that is that also includes this part that's for finished no product. no that's that's considered the finished product and even if we take it out the generally fabric is considered 3% excess like for 2% garment the fabric is considered like 3% excess because like uh, apart from the consumption there is one consumption and then we expect some panel replacement so panel replacement plus garment uh, wastage so all put together it's considered 3% okay so now if we move beyond let's say the the cutting floor right the the, the wastage that happens from the cutting side right what are the hmm. other process areas during the garment production where you have let's say some of the hot spots of wastage okay the to me the second hot spot i consider as a finished garment and mostly it happens in the sewing why finished garment is the biggest way like number two waste because it's a value added we add value and we produce that garment and after that if this garment is like unshipable then that's contributes more uh, as i said like we consider like 2% as a excess cutting but what like uh, if if we can save that if we can save that and it's possible i have like uh, currently like the factory which i am handling my rejection percent or unshipable percent is 0.035% like so uh, we can we can if we have the coordinated effort it's really controllable and here the there is silly part why i say silly part but that's my experience it says like generally suppose a new newcomer is joining the factory today as a worker the min, mindset of the supervisor or mindset of the production manager is that okay the person is new we have to put him into the line so the best job for him okay give him to cut the thread so once the garment is completed yes somebody has to cut the thread so the person is just cutting the thread and this guy when he enters the floor so many people so many uh, machines he is he is like uh, already he is uh, he doesn't know what to do on top of it he has been given a scissor and he is asked to cut the thread and then a target is given because he has to cut the thread in line with the production which is coming so generally what happens is while cutting the thread the person might cut the garment and that's what like uh, in the rejected garment the maximum contribution almost close to 70 to 80% of the contribution which comes is from the cut damages and th that's that's the second highest waste i have seen 
in whichever factories i have worked and whichever factories i have visited this is a this is very major and generally we say okay the new new guy what he can do so what i suggest here like okay if we can get the person put him into the training rather than directly putting him on the job because that's where he's ha- handling the value added garments and the poor fellow doesn't know what he's doing by cutting the garment while he's cutting the thread and to match with the production output or production target and when these garments become useless to sell this is just like the throw away so that's the second waste which comes so so that's on the skill of the operator especially from the newcomers right so yeah, it's not the operator it's the thread thread trimmer is the thread trimmer so it's it's yeah. one of the workers who are still new who are getting trained on the job and the mistakes yes. that they make that is sort of the another large area that we talk about right going down the the process in the factory floor are there any other hot spots yes the second hot spot is store though the store manager is uh, poor like he is not responsible that's where I, I i say the merchandiser and maybe the planner they have to have the proper coordination because it's a, as i said we generally go and book for the standard 3% now when we say or standard 2% we say okay 2% excess material required for 100 pieces now when we say 2% we book 2% of the extra fabric we book 2% of the excess uh, like uh, sewing material or trims uh, and accessories and then we go and book 2% of the finished product also or finishing trims also that's where i differ where i differ is that maybe okay we can we can book 2% excess sewing material the from the sewing end of the sewing line there is a quality check and whenever the quality check happens the rejected garments are already rejected so what goes into the finishing is not rejected garments it's 100% okay garments and if we have if you know what is our rejection percentage or what is our unshippable percentage there is no need to go for that exact 2% excess finishing trims and accessories maybe if suppose we have 1% extra, extra like rejection in the sewing you book 1% less in finishing otherwise what is happening once the order is over this excess raw material which is procured that lies in the store as a dead stock which which may not be useful for the next order because sometimes it is style specific sometimes it is order specific that's one second what happens is like uh, uh, the thread consumption the uh, the sewing thread the thread consumption is done by the industrial engineer so uh, always there is a fight between the production guy and the industrial engineer the consumption doesn't match so the industrial engineer he plays safe maybe the wastage is um, the sad part of the garment industry is like there is no scientific base of deciding the standards there are scientific base of calculations but there is no scientific base for deciding the standards and that is why what happens is like when the practically the things are not getting into control then people try to put more allowances so that they should not have problem on the sewing floor and that's what happens in the thread consumption people say okay somebody says 10% somebody says 18% somebody says 25% and that must thread is been booked extra once the order is over that all lies as a dead stock so most of the garment factories if it is a working for long time not the new factory and we walk into the stores you will always find 25 to 30% of the store space always occupied with the stock they say stock lot or they say stock it might be the dead stock of the raw materials in terms of fabric dead stock of the accessories and that is all i will say the calculation errors now you said that there are no standards right yes but uh, there is some eco i don't know if you want to just handle that okay yeah 
So you said that there are no, uh, no. Let's say there are methods of calculations, but there are no standards in which one can do benchmarking. Right. Uh, now most of the industries will have some sort of a benchmarking that will be available in terms of their usage, in terms of the timing that is required, and so on. So what exactly is the reason that the garment factories do not have proper benchmarking available? Okay, the reason I can say because this this is like a labor intensive industry and second like when we say uh, let's take the, the best example i can say the smv of the garment okay people say the when we say ghd is the best what ghd does ghd doesn't give the smv ghd only gives you the calculation method of the smv me being the industrial engineer i know smv is the biggest myth of the garment industry the reason one if i take the basic five pocket denim okay basic five pocket denim you can see the you can uh, send it to five different factories and you will get five different smvs done through the same same software it might range from 12 minutes to 22 minutes the reason the reason we calculate the way we calculate then we say okay you apply for the machine speed machine speed will vary from factory to factory you you add to the allowances allowances will vary from factory to factory what is going to remain constant is only the length of the stitch and the stitch per uh like a stitch per inches so only that is the thing which is the this thing that's why i said there is a standard method of calculation but there is no standard available in the industry like i said like okay what what is the standard for the waste or marker efficiency we say the thumb rule is 85 percent is we, we consider good but it's not the standard if we say 85 percent then why not 90 percent why not we go for 90 percent we know okay 100 percent is not possible because when we cut front and back we have to cut this neck area so neck area is going to be waste but then what is the like if 100 is not possible how much is the best that's why i said there is no so when we have the benchmark what i believe is that the factory should benchmark with their own past performance you cannot have there is no apple to apple comparison with other factories understood so we one issue is that we have a benchmark uh, so we have a benchmarking problem in the industry now yeah. so we talked about the uh, the wastage that happens let's say during the production process one of the things that covid highlighted and i just want yeah. to get your under, your views on how serious such kind of a problem remains in non covid times also let's say normal times is yeah. the order cancellations in middle of the process now yeah. this has created right now a huge amount of dead stock in the industry Right. How, is this a problem in non-COVID times also? Yeah, it used to happen sometimes. Sometimes what happens is like, but not, okay, the the magnitude was not to this extent. But sometimes what happens is like, okay, we have we are producing, and then uh, see the designers has designed something, and they are they are trying to market it. Sometimes what happens is like the sales is not good, and then suddenly it says that okay, sorry, there is a there is the issue. Can you slow down? Or they might say that okay, you stop the production. Whatever is whatever is uh, already cut and put into the line, you finish that. That we will take the balance. You keep the fabric that becomes a liability fabric. The liability fabric means yes, so the fabric is is going to lie with the factory and the customer is liable to take it. Maybe they will change the design. Maybe they will take into the next season. But that doesn't that dead stock doesn't go as a raw material. It's the uh, fortunately this industry the brands are committed. I have seen most of the cases. They say, okay, we have given you the order. It's our liability, whichever form it is. And then whatever is produced, they will take. Maybe 
they may not take today they will they will take after one month they will take after two months maybe they will take into the next season and whatever fabric is remaining they might change the design they might come up with a new new product and they will say okay this is a, a fabric you, this much garments can be produced so let's go ahead with this so so this is not a serious issue when it comes to the non covid times right so it basically no, becomes no. an inventory issue it becomes a bit of a financing yes. issue but it's not necessarily a, a wastage issue exactly a financial issue inventory issue there will be the storage space chaos sure now so that's on the on the on the fabric side right but going beyond fabrics what are other kind of major wastes that are generated in a garment factory okay i said like fabric i said like uh, excess material procured and i said like gar uh, damaged garments so this this covers almost 90 95% of the waste apart from that there are the waste okay if you have to forcefully calculate like uh, go to the waste this is the waste that is the waste then we have a lot of waste like used machine oil then there could be like a bro uh, rejected accessory like broken hanger could be there even the tube lights the fuse tube lights like generally in a factory whatever is the all other sundry waste the waste, wasted papers and all those wastes are always there in any other any factory specific to garment either it is a fabric it is a excess raw material in terms of fabric or accessories and uh, the third one is damaged garment these are the three major waste we have in the garment factories so so what what is it that one can do you talked about of course the efficiency that can come in the production floor right. but is there any other means in which the let's say the garment factories can engage with uh, with the with the processes uh, upstream or downstream right from the clients from uh, from the brands and the retailers or from someone else to make a mutually beneficial arrangement whereby this waste essentially which is a cost in the entire value chain this can be reduced and it benefits everyone so is there any other such initiative that comes to your mind yeah it comes like uh, as i said like we work with the fabric mills and uh, you uh, get into the right right uh, weight or i can say the optimum weight where we will have the less waste the maximum marker efficiency and then uh, definitely as your consumption goes down the benefit goes to the end customer because when we say the consumption goes down definitely the cost of the garment goes down and that benefit is not to the brand it goes to the per person who is purchasing the garment it goes to the end customer because the whole value of the garment goes down the second what we do is like uh, on the procurement side if we have like local accessories uh, or we have a local supplier you can always work with that like, suppose you have the order of 100000 uh, pieces then you don't need to procure 100000 pieces and import it and uh, put into the your warehouse you can you can keep on getting uh, the replenishments and then we work out that okay when you, when our uh, percentage of uh, rejection goes down we can reduce the uh, fabric what we are procuring and that that they always helps the factory it always helps the uh, brand the third thing what we do lot of brands they allow excess shipments they say that okay because they uh, like when we say they say okay plus 3% excess you can ship there are few brands they don't allow but there are maximum brands they allow so that's always uh, beneficial i i got uh, like 3% extra i cut 3% extra my processes i have managed well i have got a best, better process excellencies or process better process control so instead of uh, like cutting 2% and instead of wasting 2% like i'm just wasting 1% like as i said my wastage is only 0.03% so in that case why can't i ship 1.5% extra and those those uh, uh, cases brands also allow which also helps them maybe we can have mutual understanding that 50 50 benefit or sometimes they say okay you ship 3% extra so that uh, we don't have the dead stock of the ready made garments 
so dead stock of the ready made garments is as another issue because it has a brand identity then you have to cut those labels and all those procedures can be avoided it, though it's not a uh, not a physical waste but additional process to dispose of those garments it's a cost so those things can be avoided so these are the three main things which uh, uh, always we work with the brands and we do that and those practices are already in the industry now apart from now, let's apart say from these kind of materials you also have uh, in the process the other consumables like needles that yes. is also something which which is a let's say significant uh, spare part that is consumed on a daily right. basis how how large is if you can just give an idea of what is the quantum of the waste on the needles that we are talking about and typically what is done with that okay generally what happens needle let's say on a standard if i take a standard again there is no standard in the needle i'll tell you my experience in the needle like when i started handling uh, like uh, getting into the needle consumption it was way back in 2012 2013 i i used to have like uh, 20 needles packages per line per day the line of like 40 machines and uh, like it was like almost uh, i was thinking that why so many needles breaks somebody challenged me he said sir if you can reduce it i will not work in this industry i used to like i, I try to contact uh, the uh, needle suppliers and trust me nobody could give me the what is the needle life except one brand uh, it's a german brandsmiths and uh, they said that needle can break in one second or it can go for one month it depends on the wear and tear of the needle now the calculation comes it's very simple even if i even if i, I take like one month that's the extreme case and one second is okay then why should needle break in one second i did a detail analysis why needle breaks and i could come into the two reasons either the operator is not handling properly or the maintenance is uh, failed to set the machine properly these are the only two needles there's a compliance requirement we have that when the needle breaks unless you find all the part all the broken parts don't issue the needle i put additional the uh, one more this thing that okay that's a compliance part but unless you find why this needle breaks with the evidence don't issue the needle and we we could get into this thing we trained the people and finally the needle breakage has come down to five five to six needles per day per per line so what i think is that one needle even if the one needle runs for four days doesn't no need to run for this thing currently i am running one needle for five days so it's come to like 0.25 or 0.2 needles uh, like per day per day per machine and that's that's where we, when we, when i reached my saving was 64 Lakh 64 lakh means 640,000 rupees per annum. That is how, not 6. Sorry, uh, 6.4 million, 6.4 million rupees per annum. This is what the saving I got only from the needle consumption. Now, this should be this is this only the material cost because you will also have the production time loss that will happen because of that, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, material cost is what is visible. Production time loss is which is not visible because we have to search for the needle particles. Plus, there is a product safety issue because if suppose some particles are not found and you don't know, like in on the floor, anything can happen. People will just yeah, there is a format for missing needle. People will just give missing needle and the needle might get into the garment. Your those those the, we have the system to pass 100% of the garments to metal detector it's called gain cord but it's all loss that the time loss is there and everything is there production loss efficiency loss those are intangible losses are there so that's one now coming to disposal there are a lot of ways people do somebody sell it back somebody does, like they just dig a pit and put into we came up with the uh, this thing that we used to we prepared the cement cake we put all the needles into that cement cake and covered 
but okay though i have uh, given this uh, few days back uh, into linkedin and other this thing now let me tell you there is a brand called gross bracket that's also german brand now they have come up with the biodegradable needles you know like when the, they say that needle breakages you don't do anything uh, you you just uh, put into the soil and it it will vanish on its own like six months or something i i have no exact idea but that, that that's the best best way to do it because you know like when we are disposing the needles we are not looking at the income out of it but what we have to look at is it's not we are not playing with the health and safety of the any person who is handling those broken needles secondly we have to see that we are not harming the environment so these are the two because corrosion and all those stops can happen so that is why i came up with this uh, uh, cement cake which we can use as a drainage cover and all but if somebody can give the needles which can vanish on its own it's a biodegradable needle that's the best way to do and the cost is same it's not cost costly needle the cost of purchasing is same the second you can save a lot of money if you can use it properly so uh, i mean dis disposal if we just talk about the disposal and you talked about disposal of needles but bringing back the topic to the major area of waste which is the concern right. in the factory which is the garment so now you have all this waste that is generated what exactly mm. happens to this because this is still uh, this is still right. material that that has some value in it right? right so what are the practices who are the vendors who typically take that are there someone mm. who treat this as a resource yeah definitely because there is a different industry working on this garment waste so all this see the cutting waste is called a jute there are the big cut panel wastes are there raw material generally it is sold to the uh, like kids wear uh, there are factories who produce then all generally in the local market the excess accessories that goes into the stock that is also sold to the like local market who are preparing the garments all this you can see the street markets most of the garments on the street markets is either uh, made out of this uh, vestiges or excess material which is lying as a dead stock in the garment factories or some of the cases the excess garments which is not sold or which is which has not uh, like could not be shipped it's just the labels are cut brand identity is removed and it is sold in the local market that's that's a big big industry is operating in some factories what what they do there are like a, it is sold to the we call we call it jute all this uh, cutting waste is called jute it is used for the filling like a pillow and bed uh, beds and those kind of uh, this thing now in the, some of the factories has come, uh, come up with the like uh, there are there was a tremendous gas shortages and uh, the new factories was not getting gas connections working the boiler on diesel or electric is costing a lot gas boiler is the cheapest so gas is the cheapest resource for boiler operation and electric is a damn costly then second comes is like a diesel now there is a incineration boiler people are using this cutting jute throwing into the boiler just burning it and generating steam because you don't have gas connection and you cannot afford diesel or you cannot afford electric uh, boiler so that's also is one of the way and uh, like as long as it is not uh, uh, polluting anything it's a pollution free and all the environment certificates and everything is there people people do for burning it and doing the incineration for the uh, all this kind of cutting jute the rest is sold so i mean when you talk about all these different kind of uses from the waste right so if you have something which is finished and you just need to remove the label that will have a certain pricing uh, mm. if you if you are using it as a filler in different kind of products like pillows and all it will have a certain kind of a pricing if it you're yeah. converting into a fuel then depending on what is the material it may have certain variations that might come in right. uh, 
right? Uh, the natural fiber versus, let's say, the the synthetic fibers and so on. Yeah. So, what? Uh, how organized is this whole market uh, for for the scrap uh, and the trimmings that come out of factory floor? Uh, well, organized means there is not organized. These are disorganized sectors, but the it's it's working well. There are the traders and everything. It's all well set. Everybody knows how this the people who are working in that particular industry, whichever country, they know how how the things happen. They they will just purchase the jute, uh, and then there will be segregation. The one which is a very small size that goes into the incineration or that goes into the filling. The one which is a with the bigger sizes, then that is uh, taken together. Maybe the styling is decided based on that. It goes to the goes to the uh, small tailoring shop with who will have one machine, two machine, three machine. And it will be cut into like single piece, and they make the different garment that will go into the the local uh, uh, local market for sale. They only will get the buttons, zippers, which is which is excess in good condition. These guys are masters into their their own area. So it it's it, though it's a decentralized sector, it's well organized within their working without any particular systems and all. So, so, so there is a let's say uh, a usage which is there, which is well established. Yes. Uh, you have reasonable portions of those are currently being used. Yes. You also mentioned that some part of it goes into conversion of fuels, right? Yes. So th that's very interesting uh, exploration that we did with you, Mr. Prashant, today. But we before we just finish this call, is there anything else that you would want to say to anyone who is listening to this? Yeah, basically, like uh, what I can say, like see waste. If you look at the waste, there are there are always inherent waste in the process, and some of the process where you can really hit the zero waste. Whatever like uh, like inherent waste, when I say cutting, the cutting process will always have inherent waste. Where we have that, the our focus should be always better uh, like how can like how we can reduce and to what extent. Why why don't we always aim for the process excellency in every aspect? In sewing part, when we when we do the costing at two percent extra, there is a basic uh, understanding, or there is a bottom line we consider, or there uh, we can say there is a thing. Uh, I don't get the exact word, but we say that okay, there will be rejection. We cannot have zero defect in the garments. You know, th that's a wrong belief. That's a wrong belief. I can I can say that okay, if we have if we really take uh, control on the each and every process, uh, and we can really monitor it, we can get the zero defect. I can I'll just share one experience. Like uh, when we say the quality problem, most of the cases people are telling me like take out the top three defects so you can work on those root cause analysis and you can improve and, and take out the uh, like where these defects are created. There is a traffic light systems and lot of things in the industry. So the thing is thing is that okay when we look at the top three defects and we want to improve on the those defects, fair enough. But are there any people like any operators who are not making uh, any defects in the thing let's say we we are producing like 100 pieces per hour that means every operator is making 100 operations she's working 10 hours in a day that means 1000 operations 26 days in a hour 26000 op operations in a month so when i when i asked okay you know like who are the worst operators who are the top three defects i used to ask the question who are the do you have any person who has not created a single defect when she had 26000 opportunities to create the defect and like you know most of like i didn't get the answer we started monitoring that uh, we used to have like 1.5 percent uh, unshippable garment or defective garments we said okay every defect you trace it back to the operators start monitoring 
and incentivize recognize those people they are the gems we have and incentivize maybe give some cash incentive or whatever you want to do and see what what it makes trust me there were like two two or three persons in every line today we had like 10 to 15 persons in every line who are the zero defect operators and that is the reason the damage percentage or uh, unshippable garment percentage has dropped down to 0.03 percent and i'm i'm sure we can make it to zero percent and that is why so what i say then when we talk about the waste first we have to reduce and when we reduce we have to control and look into the process excellency the garment industry is a big labor incentive but it is still it is not that much uh, systematic there are some bits and pieces maybe the industrial engineer is systematic but though it is still, uh, like uh, the persons who are actually working they are not that highly educated we if we can guide them properly we can aim at the zero defect and when we aim at zero defect all these uh, finished product wastages that can be definitely bring uh, like uh, brought down to zero so that's very helpful uh, prashant i think what you talk about is definitely important and these are learnings which we see in, across the industries uh, it's important to understand as you highlighted that there is some part of the waste which is inherent to the process which cannot be eliminated yeah. but there is still a lot of opportunity that exists to reduce the amount of waste that is generated uh, this is a large number even though there is a end use of uh, whatever trimmings that come out of factory floor but this yes. is still a cost that is the cost on the on the entire value chain and this has a lot of benefits if it is done the right way at the factory floor uh, thank you once again for sharing all these with, views with thanks, us thanks sandeep thanks if you are someone who has useful information on this subject or have success stories that you would like to share please reach out to me we need to build a community from all walks of life across the value chain to do our little bit in solving this problem there are many things that divide us but planet earth unites us stay tuned for more content on sustainability take care and stay safe